This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Em, how you doing today? <laughs> She's not, she's not well. She is not doing well. We are a little behind on a recording, so we had to get a recording done today. But uh, funny enough, I have 102 fever and I'm very ill. Um, but when, here we are when, recording because you got to get it out, baby. When we first got on, Emily <laughs> was like, you see the shine on my face. It's not like one of those like glowy things that you put on for makeup. It's just sweat. <laughs> so if you watch the YouTube of this and maybe you'll see in the reels online, you'll see sweating profusely it's fine things it's, are fine it's, we've we, you know we've done way harder you know yesterday's my birthday i spent the whole time in bed things are good um you happy know happy birthday thrilled to be here that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> you know if you can get through a podcast episode with 102 fever anyone who's listening to this can get through anything in their lives but don't do what i do people go rest yeah, go rest. <laughs> this is not, this is more of like, do what I say, not what I do situation. Um, Which I, I think is a common therapist thing. God, those who can't do teach, right? Yes. Yeah, it's so fucked up. I know. I like had heard this story recently about this like other clinician. And like, it was a really funny fucking story. Like heard through the grapevine of like someone being super fucked up or whatever thing. And in my head, I'm like, oh man, yeah. Like we're held to such a different standard sometimes. Yes about how we live or how we do certain stuff and then you have to like remember like we're all pretty fucked up too 
Um, and sometimes we have to be sick and record a podcast, but this would not typically be what I would do. I typically rest, but sometimes you got to do it considering this episode is already late to the editor. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, I, I forget. It might have been you or like someone said this to me. It was, it was like, what would you tell your clients? Oh, we had this conversation. Yes. We had this conversation. Is it time to tell that story? You can tell that story. Yeah, on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. yeah, you can tell it. So we Because it goes into decision-making. Oh, yes. Perfect. It's a great, it's a great segue. So we were supposed to have um, our clinicians over for a little get together down the shore at my parents' shore house. And so the night before, Emily and I had a very long week. So the night before we were like, okay, let's get there early. Like we'll relax, we'll watch a movie. And then the clinicians are coming in the morning. So I get down there early and there are all these fruit flies like flying around. And I was like, oh shit. Like, what am I going to do about this? I open up the trash can and a swarm of fruit flies <laughs> comes into my face. In so much so that I had to wear a mask. <laughs> so obviously I'm freaking out, having an anxiety attack. I'm attacking them, you know, with anything I can find. I am pretty much putting on like a war suit, right? Like I have a mask on. I have like towels in both hands. I'm fucking smacking them. And so Emily is coming down like an hour later. She picks up all of this fly trap stuff. Anyway, we the relaxing night we planned on having ended up turning into us battling fruit flies for like hours on end. And so eventually after a while, we got rid of like a good amount, but they were still around. Emily was like, you know what? <laughs> I need to relax. <laughs> I think I deserve <laughs> to put a face mask on. So <laughs> she goes upstairs and she, put, uh, she puts a face mask on. I walk up the stairs and I look at her and <laughs> it's it's like this beautiful like fruit <laughs> face mask and all of a sudden i see swarms <laughs> of fruit flies coming towards her face and i'm like oh no <laughs> she basically turned herself into the fly trap <laughs> it was honey and apricots <laughs> it's like the worst choice there was watermelon in it there like, was like <laughs> the worst. It was pure sugar exfoliant. It was literally. It was the like worst all organic and very fancy. And there was I had to take flies. It off was of like my a face. 60, and here's the thing, right? Like sometimes you're dramatic. I love you, but sometimes you're dramatic and like something like that, especially when it comes to bugs. Like when we were in grad yes, school, I bought I would, a I would, vacuum at one point. It was it was a spider vacuum. Okay. I yeah. hate spiders. So yeah, so you don't like bugs. So I'm on the phone with Janet and I'm like, all right, I'll stop at Lowe's. Like, there's no way it's that bad. Whatever. I flies all the time because we compost and do fucking everything all natural here. I get to her house and I'm like, oh, no, this is way worse than you even were saying it was. I didn't know how to explain it. <laughs> like, I, I kind was of like, wasn't trusting you. And I then know. I saw it and I walked into the war zone. Of, and you didn't even mention all the ants that we also then, uh, then I, all the ants I felt were like discovered. they were I felt like they were least the least of our problems. You know, they don't fly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They weren't in my <laughs> face. Right. So I wipe my thing. We go sit outside. And I was like, listen, we got to fucking cancel this. I was like, I can't do this. They're fucking everywhere. It's going to be a shit show it with the so food. It was so overwhelming. It was so overwhelming. It was like, it was everywhere. And like we, I mean, we were 
pouring boiling water down the sinks to kill the eggs. It was a very bad situation. And so we're sitting there like, but how can we cancel? People made this plans around this. We bought all this food. This is planned, blah, blah, blah. We could find this thing. And finally, I say, what would we say to our clients? And both of us in one second was like, we'd fucking tell them to cancel and like, take care of yourself. And so we're like, all right, we're just going to do it. So at three in the morning, after we're done battling flies, we write up this text. We go sleep for like three and a half hours. We were like, we'll wake up and we'll like, we'll wake up and see how it is. We were like still on the fence at that point. And we wake up and it's still bad. And we're like, this doesn't make sense. I mean, they, and they were all upstairs by that point too. Yeah. 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 We were sleeping with them. (laughs) Yeah. We were sleeping with them. We were, you know, it was getting cozy. I was, was, we were cuddling. We were cuddling with (laughs) this. Um, and so we just made the decision and like making a decision like that really sucks because you're worried about upsetting other people and like all the different stuff and making decisions are incredibly difficult, especially when they affect other people. Yeah. It's one thing if I'm going to change, I had decided to go to the beach for the day by myself and I changed the plans. It's a whole different situation for other people involved. And I think that's one of the reasons that it makes it so difficult to make decisions in general. And yeah. that's what today's episode is really about. Yes. And I think when we talked it through, it really made sense for us. And that's why, you know, we talk about when you are figuring out what decision to make. It's so helpful to talk to a therapist about it because sometimes when you're talking to family members, you're talking to friends, like they have skin in the game, right? And if you're someone who has learned to manage other people's emotions, then making decisions with other people's input um, can really affect the decision that you're making. So the first question that we got for uh, why is making decisions so hard? Why am I always on the fence for everything? This could be part of the reason that like, maybe you aren't indecisive and so many people are so hard on themselves about being indecisive that maybe it is just hard for you to make a decision because you learned that it was your responsibility to manage other people's emotions and reactions around those decisions and that is why it's so hard for you i think it's you know we got so many questions about regret will i regret this later how do i cope with the fear of regret like so many different versions of this and I think that's part of it, right? Like, we're so worried about feeling regret. And I guess the question is that, like, so what if you do? Yeah. Right? Like, what do you feel like regret says about you? I, I know. I feel like it is, like, this very um, <laughs> Pinterest, Hobby Lobby sign thing of, like, live your life with no regrets. But, like, listen. <laughs> Impossible. I regret not recording this fucking episode last week when I wouldn't be sick. Listen. <laughs> like, <laughs> can't live like that. hearing my voice like this. <laughs> Everyone's regretting it. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> regretting that decision I made. <laughs> everyone has similar regrets. So like everyone can really empathize. Season with one us. is bad audio. Season one million is fuck. Emily sounds horrible. But so, right, so you regret things. You know, like you will regret certain things in life. Does that mean that you self sacrifice and shame right. yourself over it? Right? What do you do with those emotions? hey, maybe I wish I chose differently or maybe I wouldn't do this exactly the same way again. Okay, great. But what do you do with it now? And it also brings up concept we've talked about many, many times before, which is radical acceptance. 
Yes. And I think here's, here's the thing about that, that, uh, term live life with no regrets is that I think if we think about it, right, that, that, that also can mean that when you do something that you wish you hadn't done or you had changed, that it's something that you learn from. So it's, I think that when we think about regretting something, we think about in the sense of, oh, well, that means I wish I hadn't done it. When, you can accept, radically accept the fact that you made a choice that didn't work out for you and you can learn from that choice. And so that's, I think, a, a big piece of this is that we're so fearful of making the wrong decision. And so because we're so fearful of making the wrong decision, we get stuck in this paralysis of, I'm just not going to make a decision at all. But the only way to learn and the only way to grow is to make the wrong decision. The only way to know that it's the wrong decision is to make it and is to realize that it was the wrong decision. And when we deny ourselves the ability to make that decision, we're also saying that I I will not have the capacity to deal with this or to manage my emotion that comes along with this if I make a decision that's not right for me. When really you do have the capacity to get through that, you do have the capacity to cope with that. You can surround yourself with support if you make a decision that isn't right for you. And so it's not necessarily about making the wrong decision. It's about what are you going to do if you make a decision that isn't right for you. And that, that can come with part of the planning, right? I think that's how we can move towards making a decision is to say, okay, if I make a decision and it's not right for me, then how am I going to cope with this? What is this going to look like? Let's play this out. And in doing that, you're affording yourself the ability to say, oh, I actually can manage this. I am resilient. I can get through this. I can have 102 fever and still record a podcast. (laughs) You know, you know that you can get through it and you you can look back at all of the times before where you have maybe been in a situation that wasn't right for you or made a decision that wasn't right for you and look at how you got through that. And maybe you didn't anticipate that, but you moved through it, you worked through it and you found support along the way. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, 
be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is of course the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash shrinkchicks. There's a lot of there's a lot of conversation around the right decision, saying this yes. term right decision. And something we've talked about before, but I want to bring up again is that sometimes the right decision and the smart decision aren't the same ones. We hear this a lot of when people are trying to go between job opportunities. They're at a job that they love, that they're working towards something and it feels good. And it's right for them to stay there. But then they get another, let's say they get another opportunity that's more money, but they don't know what it's going to look like. And do you go with the right one or the smart one, right? Which we would consider smart as like financial growth or status or power, right? And so that's the issue is when we deem something as right, we have to talk about like what we're right about, right? So like sort of breaking that down to finding a little bit more. If for you, success is money, job opportunities and growth within that, then that decision comes together. For you, if it's being in a place where you feel really connected and you feel very valued and you're like your colleagues, well, then that fits together there for you. And so understanding how am I defining right and what does that look like for me, which also means I have to make some decisions about what does success look like, what does love look like, what does community look like, and things like that. There's a lot of questions around how do I cope if I choose wrong, right? Like, so we're talking about the right decision, we're talking about the wrong decision. and. When we're hearing a lot of the questions of like, well, what do I do if I make the wrong decision? It makes me believe that you also have a big fear of making mistakes or that it doesn't feel okay to make mistakes, right? So I would, if this is a question that you're asking yourself, I would also ask yourself, like, what do mistakes look like in my everyday life? Do I allow myself 
to make mistakes. And if I don't, right, if I do make a mistake or if I don't give myself space to to make a mistake, why is that? Like, where's that coming from for me? That I don't feel that I'm allowed to be human enough to be able to make some of these mistakes. And let us just say, and this kind of goes back to our, our earlier conversation around, you know, as therapists, we feel like we have to be held to a different standard because we're giving out all this advice and, but we're also human, right? We also make mistakes. And so how much are you affording yourself the ability to make mistakes and to be human? And if not, where's that coming from for you? Where is that fear of if I allow myself to be human and if I allow myself to make mistakes, what's the fear? Is it that people will leave me? Is it that I won't be good enough? Is it that I'm going to be rejected by other people? Is it that I will fail? Figure out where that fear of making a mistake is coming from for you and dive deeper into that. Because my guess is that's a core wound that maybe started from an earlier age. You know, I keep thinking just about the concept of like right or wrong with all of this. Yeah. Tell me. So many people are worried about wrong. And there's some situations. I keep thinking about the question we get all the time about having kids or not. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one that huge. people say right versus wrong. Yes. And I think it's hard because when, that's what I mean about like involving other people, right? Like. Let's say I get a cat. I'm Great like, decision. Maybe I shouldn't have got this cat. I don't know. <laughs> I get this cat and I'm like, oh man, maybe this cat was a bad idea. Cat's a prick. I don't know. Okay. And, but I'm like, fuck it. I got the cat now. It is what it is. We're going to learn to love each other in this way. It's very different than a human being. Cat, you could ignore, you know, at least 12 hours a day, I would say, right? I'm not a cat owner. Does that sound correct? You know, I would never ignore my cat for 12 hours a day <laughs> just because I have an attachment. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not like, no, right. it won't die. Oh, yeah, it won't right. die. Like, things yeah, will be yeah. okay, right? It's yeah, very yeah. different than having a child into this world. So, when we start to look at larger, more important, significant decisions, yeah, it's, it's, it's serious, man. These are heavy decisions we're making in our life that can change everything. We talk about this all the time in terms of who you marry. Who you marry matters a lot. Yes. I can't tell you how many clients I've worked with that said they were walking down the aisle and knew that this was not a good decision or yeah. knew, well, whatever, I can just get divorced. Yeah. Who you marry matters in this life because it affects a great deal of your life. And so when we're talking about um, really significant, important decisions, of course, you're fucking anxious about it. Yes. <laughs> well, we're so much more pressure right? on so yourself. Some people in here is like, well, why can't I make a decision about what I eat? I don't know, because it doesn't matter that much. Also, there's probably too many options. Like, too many options, place, right? Like, the Cheesecake Factory. Yes. Way too many options, right? Like, take it down. That one might be about like, okay, well, like, who are the people I'm going out to eat with? Are they going to care more, right? Like, So that might be like external stuff. Let's talk about like huge fucking decisions. Changing jobs, marrying someone, buying a house, doing that stuff, right? It is normal to feel on the fence for so many of us. Yeah. A lot of people have this idea that if you have any doubts, it's a bad decision. 
the night before my wedding, I was like kind of freaking out. My friend Jesse was like, uh, you guys already own a house together. So like really doesn't matter. <laughs> you made this decision already. <laughs> she was like, you're already connected in legal documents. And I was like, that's a great way to put that. It wasn't I didn't want to marry my partner. I was just really scared about what the commitment meant. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> you know, it's it is not when a decision has that much weight on it, too. It's fair that it takes time and you can have doubts. Like someone wrote in, and we love this question, how do you overcome analysis paralysis? How do you decide if someone is the one, right? We hate the concept of the one. (laughs) Yeah. Because relationships are so nuanced and so complicated and... We very much believe that it takes a lot of effort and, you know, you put so much into your relationships. And so we we believe that there can be so many different people that you can have that kind of relationship with. If you're putting the effort, they're putting the effort in and you continue to stay connected as you grow. So, so that, I think, is a piece of it, too, is that it's not just about the fact that it's a big decision in general, it's also the fact that society puts such a pressure on it of like the only way that you can get married to someone is if they are the one. If you have found one person in the entire universe who is right for you. And so that's what I that's what I would say is that can you separate out society's pressure from this big decision that you have to make. It's the same thing with having children, right? There's so much pressure, especially for women, on making a choice to have children, on having children uh, around your identity and becoming a mother. And so are you able to separate that out? So here's what I would say. I have an activity. Oh. I know. I want you to sit down if you're having trouble making a decision. And I want you to write down all of the different factors that may be influencing that analysis paralysis. One of them is, here are my core values and like what I want. Another one is, here is like society's pressure. Here's the pressure that I feel from society. And another one can be, here is pressure that I'm getting from like family members or like people connected to me. And I want you to write out where that paralysis is coming from. And it may be different in each column because I think it's important when it's just stuck in your head and it's all internal to be able to externalize it and say, how can we separate out the reasons why this is really hard for me? Because the most important thing is going to be based on the factors that are connected to the column that it surrounds your values and surrounds what feels important for you. And to separate out the societal pressure and the pressure from friends and family. So see if you can do that. If you're having trouble making a decision, try to separate out, like, where is this paralysis coming from for me? I like that. Thanks. I am 
thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. I want to about this one. Because I think it's really helpful and it's one of the loops we fall into is how to know when to decide for yourself versus ask for feedback from others. Mm. One of the things we will often do is if we are having a tough thing happen in our life, we then ask everyone else, right? Because you want everyone else's opinion because it feels like then it's going to help you with your opinion. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it's super helpful to process that out. Sometimes it's really beneficial, right? Like sometimes it doesn't help. Sometimes you get a lot of opinions from a lot of people that are not you. And I think that this is a hard one. So one of the things I would start with is the people you're going to make you feel heard and validated. Sometimes you hear someone, it's like, all right, well, I went to my mom and I asked her and like, she always makes me feel this way. All right, well, if she always makes you feel this way, why do you keep going to her about this specific specific thing? Thank you. And like, right? So like, maybe there's someone else in my life where it's like, wow, like this person is super level-headed and very grounded and like they're going to press it. Great. Ask that person to be your sounding board. Ask yes. if you can call them about this. Figure out who those people in your life are 
Sometimes it's just your therapist and that is totally okay too. So I would be very aware when you're asking for feedback from others. One, what am I exactly asking for? Hey, can I talk to you about this thing? Doesn't actually mean that you're asking for advice. And so if you are not asking for advice, if you're looking for somebody to just support you, you need to be specific about that beforehand. I want to talk about this thing just so I can be heard and validated. I'm not looking for a solution. Let people know beforehand because they don't know what you're looking for. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're feeling dismissed or minimized when they're trying to be helpful. And don't forget something that my mentor told me many times is that helping is the happy side of control. So if you're going through something really overwhelming and scary in your life and you go to somebody who loves you and is worried and wants to take care of you, they might try to help you as a way of controlling the situation so you don't end up hurt. Yes. It doesn't mean it's on purpose. It doesn't mean it's conscious, but it's one of the things we do. And this is also when love gets in the way. When love gets in the way of our job, right? So like, let's say you have this amazing job however you want to take, but you love your coworkers. Sometimes love gets in the way and it's not something to be ignored, but it's something to be acknowledged when you're, deci- when you're doing decision-making. Mm. Oof. Let me ask you a question then. First of all, how are you feeling? Uh, I feel good. I like that I can see your cat's butthole in the back of this video. So that's <laughs> nice for me. That's, it always, <laughs> honestly, I feel like that's really helpful when you have a fever. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love a, I love a cat butthole. <laughs> also, just so everyone knows, her if she you watch the YouTube appearance. video, you can watch me put myself on mute and then hawk up an actual huge loogie. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Somebody edit that shit out. <laughs> this is the issue of being on YouTube. <laughs> okay. And then my other question was going to be, what do you do when you struggle to make a decision? Well, you know me. For many years, I was the let me talk to everyone person. Yep. Didn't really work out that well. Sometimes <laughs> it was helpful. Yeah. But mainly what I was doing was trying to diffuse my anxiety onto or with other people as a way to mitigate damages. It's not really that helpful. Mm-hmm. For me, I have my therapist I feel really safe with. I can talk things through with them. Um, I can go to you. I have a few other people that are super, super fucking level-headed. But for the most part, I have to be quiet. Yeah. Because I got a lot of fucking noise, man. I could talk. I could process all day. So for me, I have to write it out. And I have to be quiet a little bit. And that's how I can make big decisions. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. <laughs> You've always been that way. Sometimes you should talk more, no? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) probably. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, yeah, like I get really stuck. I think in general, whether it's talking, I just have to externalize it. Yeah. And that's why I talked about writing it down, whether it's talking or writing it down, that when it gets too jumbled in your own brain, it makes it much harder to be able to move forward with a decision. And it makes it much easier to feel paralyzed in decision making. But I have to move slow. I move very slow, especially when it's a big decision, because there is so much pressure around it. And I have to really weigh out what will this look like. And one of the big things I always say to myself is, well, if this goes wrong or if, you know, this doesn't work out like I anticipate it, how am I going to handle that? Like, what can I put in place to be able to support myself if this doesn't work out? And that has been the biggest thing because I have struggled with making decisions in my life. As small as making a choice on what I'm going to eat to as big as like where I'm going to live and, you know, whatever. 
So decisions have always been really hard for me. The thing that has helped me the most is to be able to say, well, look at all the times in which I made a decision that wasn't right for me. How did I get through that? How did I support myself through that? And that has been the thing that has allowed me to move through decisions the most, to know that it's not about making the right decision. It's about when you make a decision that doesn't work out, what are you going to do about it? You know, it's funny. I mean, think about how impulsive you were in like your like teens and twenties. Maybe yeah. not you. Me. Not me. I, like, <laughs> yeah. Still like no. now, most decisions in my life, I'm like, am I being ethical and moral and conscious and intentional? And like that's really great. But man, 15 years ago, I flew by the fucking seat of my pants. That's how I ended up with my husband. And I don't know, there's something about I made decisions based on pure gut instinct. Yeah. And as you get older, life just feels scarier. There's more responsibilities. There's more pressure. And I think when you think about the weight of all that on your chest, sitting on your chest, you got to understand why it's sometimes hard to breathe when you do this stuff. Yeah. When you, as you get older, shit, man, the stakes are just so much higher, it feels like. Mm -hmm. It's true. And I just, I don't know, man, I was making risky. I mean, I was like 13, like, let me get in this stranger's car and go to this random fucking party. I wish I was more impulsive. I, <laughs> I wish I got that out of my system. I was like, I do nothing. It. I was like, I'll just get this horrible butterfly tattoo on my foot. Fuck it. <laughs> right? Like everything I did was like so impulsive. Yeah. And there's stuff I don't like feel great about. But everything is okay. Yeah. It ended up okay. And for some people, though, it doesn't, right? Like, sometimes when I think about, like, my kid, you know, I think about some of the shit I did, especially since, like, we didn't, like, have a cell phone, you know, like, earlier on in our lives. Oh, my God. I like about that kid. I'm like, I'm going to track her ass. Like, it's such a different, (laughs) like, right? Like, people think that. Like, you know, Listen, if if I had a kid, I would do the same thing. I mean, I got Apple AirTags on my dog, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A <laughs> little different, I would say. I think maybe a little different. <laughs> but like, I'm going to put an Apple Air kid probably in my kid's backpack, you know, if she takes right. the bus or something. <laughs> but it is. I don't know why it feels so much scarier now. Yeah. But it gets, it, it changes. It does. Time. And you start to doubt yourself more. Yeah. I think in certain ways, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so this, that that's a thing is that like, we have a lot of changes happening with the business, too. This is a perfect example. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> you know, we, we won't go too deep. It feels a little anxiety-provoking. Um, but this is, this is an example of, you know, as we, there are certain decisions that we haven't made before, right? And so, like, as you get older, you are making different decisions. And as you're making those decisions, because they're, you've never made those decisions before, it's hard to look at the past and say, okay, like that can help guide me. Yeah. Right. Where if you're getting a tattoo, right? Like, and how many tattoos do you have now? I don't know. Too many. She has so many tattoos. I can't count. But Got now, two more right, last week. I don't know. She has so, right. Exactly. So she has so many tattoos. Like you've done this before. Like yeah. now you kind of know what you're looking at, what you're Even looking for. Even if I hate it, I don't care. Even if you hate it, you don't care because you have gotten a tattoo that you now hate and exactly. you know it's okay. Don't care. So, <laughs> so that's, I think, a, a part of it, too, is that, like, as you enter different phases of your life, you are called to make different decisions that you haven't had to make before. 
And as you make those decisions, and I think a lot of new mothers, I mean, you could speak to this, a lot of new mothers often feel this of like, you've never done this before. And there's so many decisions that you have to make that you have never had to make before. You don't know how they're going to work out or what they're going to look like. You don't know how they're going to affect your child. And so that can very much lead to a sense of insecurity in your decisions at different phases in your life. So we had this question of, Something about like, how do I feel confident in my decisions? And the thing I want to say about that is that you might get to a point where you're really confident in um, certain decisions that you're making because you've made so many decisions in that domain before. And you may get to another phase of your life where you no longer feel confident in decisions that you're making. And I think we can very easily take that lack of confidence and turn it into like, well, what does this mean about me as a person, as a human being? It means I'm not confident in myself. And the thing I want to remind you of is it, it is not saying anything about you. It's just the fact that you are in a new phase of life and this is something you've never done before. It's like starting a new job. When you are starting a new job, it's so easy to feel insecure and to not feel settled in what you're doing because you've never done it before, even if you are in the same role but at a different place. And so I just want to encourage those who like are embarking on a new phase of life who are having to make all of these new decisions to give yourself a lot of grace and understand that as human beings, when we are in new stages of life, we are going to go through that phase where we feel insecure about decision-making. And it is going to happen over and over and over again because we continue to enter new phases of life. And that's okay. Um, I want to do the Dear M and Jen because I think we it's yes. going to wrap this. Yeah. Yeah, there's some other parts we're going to stay here. You want me to read it? I got you. <laughs> I got you. You don't want me to? It's crazy. I got you. I got you, girl. (laughs) Dear Em and Jen, what are your thoughts on being on the fence means it's a no? I'm an anxious person who has struggled with decision making my whole life for context. Do you think being on the fence is the answer, specifically when deciding to have kids or remain child free? Thank you for all you guys do. First, I'm going to say that the person who asked this specifically said, I'm always someone who's on the fence. I'm always someone who questions things. So my answer to that is no. That is not what that means. It does not mean the fact that you are on the fence means it's automatically a no, because that means if your whole life you would have been a no. <laughs> You're just always on the fence. That's just how You're you just are. always on the fence, right? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes, you know the term like ignorance is bliss too? This is another piece. If you're someone who has the ability to deeply question things, it is very possible that you will deeply question every single thing you do. <laughs> and so it's a, it is truly a blessing and a curse at the same time. You have the amazing ability to analyze situations and to look deeper into situations. There is a point in which you may overdo it and it doesn't take you. And I think this is a question to ask yourself, like, is this actually serving me at this point? And that's when you make the jump into, well, if I make a decision one way or the other, What are the repercussions? What does this look like? And can I handle that? How does that play out for me? I know people talk about having kids versus remaining child-free a lot. And a lot of the stuff we've been talking about today is about outcome, right? Will I like the job? Will I be happy with this? Here's the thing about having kids. It's not about what you get out of it. Because every kid's going to be completely different, right? So I get a ton 
out of my relationship with my four-year-olds, but I could, if I had another child, it could be very different about that situation, right? Sometimes decisions are about growth for you. In what parts of myself do I want to grow, right? Isn't that kind of what this life is about? We have Amelia Ennis, who runs our um, internship director program. When we first talked to her about it, we're like, we don't know how lucrative it's going to be, right? Like, here's what it's going to look like. You're going to get paid for this time. But like, at the end of the day, when you start up something new, we don't know. And she looked at us and said, I don't really care about the money. This feels important for me to do to mentor young therapists. And this is what I want to do. And there's something really magnificent about an answer like that. The ability to say, this is about personal growth for me too. And I think that that sometimes what you just say is that like, even if there was another decision I didn't make that I have some feelings about remorse or regret or any of those things, what are the ways the decision you make made are growing you and challenging you and turning into who you want to be in this world? Ah, guys, even with 102 (laughs) fever, she's just, she's dropping bombs left and right. (laughs) (laughs) So that is our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you think this will be helpful for a friend who has trouble making decisions, send it their way. (laughs) Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and follow on Apple Podcasts. If you are looking for a therapist, we have some incredible therapists um, at The Therapy Group. You can visit us at thetherapygroup.com. If you want to fill out a contact form, you go to our contact page. We can set you up with our therapist. We are have physical locations in Philadelphia and our new beautiful office in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and we are serving most states around the U.S. Um, thank you for listening. Did I miss anything? I know I usually do the outro. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we love you. And don't forget to grow yourself. You got to know yourself. We'll see you next week.